You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined us. We're talking about the flow of the Holy Spirit, rivers of living water, based upon what Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 7, verses 37, 38, and 39. And uh, very important to understand that anytime God gives us anything in the New Testament, it has a shadow back in the Old Testament. And the shadow of the rivers of living water are the four rivers found in Genesis chapter 2. So you can go back and read about that if you want to. All right. He who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. There is a river of edification, a river of building up, and that's one of the functions of the Holy Spirit's work inside us. I believe that there are four rivers of living water. In other words, there are four basic things that the flow of the Holy Spirit accomplishes in us. That's why you see the four rivers in Genesis. The first river is the river of edification. Now, Christ taught that the Holy Spirit is our helper. John 14, 16, I will pray the Father. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The word helper here is the Greek parakletos, meaning called to one's side, to one's aid. It was used in a court of justice to denote a legal assistant, counsel for the defense, an advocate, one who pleads another's cause. This help that the Holy Spirit gives us extends to prayer. Here in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, we see how the Holy Spirit helps us. Likewise, the Spirit also helps, once again, you see that word. He helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. One translation adds on, inarticulate speech. In other words, in your normal language. So the Holy Spirit gives us groanings, sometimes intense prayers, that can only be expressed in inarticulate groans. He is helping us in this. We have a weakness. What is the weakness? Not knowing what to pray for. He didn't say we do not know how to pray. We do know how to pray. We just don't know what to pray for. I closed yesterday's message with a story about not knowing what God wanted me to do. I didn't know what to pray for. I knew something was missing. So what did I do? Begin to pray with the help of the Holy Spirit. Over a period of time, I began to understand that God wanted me to pastor a church. I saw it very clearly. Now, 
The Holy Spirit doesn't do this praying for us. In Romans 8, 26, it doesn't say that the Holy Spirit does this praying. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. We're the ones doing the praying, not the Holy Spirit. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, if the Holy Spirit did all this without our participation, then we never have to pray about anything. Just the Holy Spirit, you're the one who does this, do it. But He's not doing that. He is the helper. He's the parakletos. He is one called alongside to help. In other words, if you don't activate this, he's not helping. You have to activate this, then he steps in to help you. The believer is the doer, but be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. We are the doers. We are the principal actors in this walk with God. The Holy Spirit is with us to help. In other words, he will help us is we do this. Unfortunately, in an effort to maximize the role of the Holy Spirit, the believer's role is often understated, and that happens a lot in the church world, especially among Pentecostals. And I'll give you an illustration. I was saved in 1970. I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit, got saved in a Baptist church, but I drifted back to my grandma's church where I knew there was a depth of the Holy Spirit. I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I told some of the older men there, uh, slightly older than me, you know, 20s, 30s, uh, that I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They said, we're going to pray with you. And so I uh, went down to the front and prayed after the service was over, and there was a lot of lingering around the altar and praying for different things. And so I was down there in prayer. The men that gave me coaching totally confused me they meant well. I have absolutely no concern about what their motives were. I know they were totally pure. But their theology was awful because they taught me that the Holy Spirit was going to take control of me, that He was going to take me over. I got that same counsel from my grandmother and also from my mother when I asked them about speaking with tongues. They both said, when you speak with tongues, you get into a place where the Holy Spirit just takes you over. So I would go to the altar, I would pray and wait for the Holy Spirit to take me over and nothing happened. Now I'm praying again with these two guys who are going to help me, and they're telling me, Willie, turn loose, turn loose. Let the Holy Spirit have your tongue. So I would pray, and then I would just pause and hold my tongue like that and expect the Spirit to take me over. He didn't. Well, then the devil showed up, and he started beating me over the head, saying, there must be something wrong with you. Why doesn't he take control of your tongue? You must not be holy enough. And boy, I, so I was in condemnation. There's something wrong with me. I want to tell you what happened. And it was an amazing work of God. And it was a work of God that was, I would say, about seven years in the making. I visited this church when I was 10 and 11 and 12. When I would go to this church and go to Sunday school, there was a kid. His name was Danny Baker. He was the only boy in the class who would have anything to do with me. Danny Baker would get up, walk across the room, leave whatever friends he was with who attended church all the time, and sit down by me and start talking with me. Now, 
I didn't start going to church all the time because of Danny Baker, but I was very much impressed by him because as a 10-year-old kid, I thought this kid is different than other boys that I'm around. So that night that I was praying at the altar when I was 17, Danny Baker's mom came and knelt not three, four, five feet away from me. She began to pray in the Holy Spirit, only she was not loud. She was not shaking and quaking. She was not emotional. She was very quiet, very reserved, but she was praying in the Spirit, and I could hear her. As I listened to her pray, I started thinking, she's doing that. This lady is doing this. That's her talking. The Holy Spirit is not jerking her around and making her speak, and there's not this yelling and screaming. There's no emotional outburst here, unlike the two guys who were next to me who were praying at the tops of their lungs. And so I thought, could it be that I need to do the speaking in tongues? Because for the last 30 minutes, I have heard these words inside me that I do not know or understand, but I've been hearing them. Maybe I need to say those. And I listened a little bit longer to Danny Baker's mom, and I thought, I'm going to go ahead and do this. So I spoke out the words that I heard in my spirit. Immediately, the two guys who were yelling and screaming, they started shouting, he got it, he got it, he got it. And I, I appreciate those guys so much, and they were good to me. But they really hurt me. They confused me because they were totally unscriptural in the way they described the operation of the Holy Spirit. He is the helper, not the doer. And he wasn't going to take control of my tongue. Danny Baker's mom, because of my respect for her and the family, because of that kid that for seven years I had known was an amazing kid, I knew that this was God. And so I was filled with the Holy Spirit. No scripture anywhere that would suggest that the Holy Spirit is the actor, quote unquote, in the operation of tongues. Listen to Acts 2.4. And they were all filled, being the subject of the sentence, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. They began to do the speaking. What did the Holy Spirit do? He gave them utterance. Now, I want to show you this principle later on in Paul's writings to the church at Ephesus. All right, so think about this with me. He says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, Paul said, praying for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Now here's what Paul's praying. He's saying, pray that the Holy Spirit would inspire me to speak. Pray that he would quicken to me the words and the messages that I need to preach to other people. In other words, utterance is inspiration to speak. So they all spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit was inspiring the words, but he was not doing the speaking. Paul did not say, pray that the Holy Spirit takes over my tongue when I stand up to preach sermons. That isn't what he said. 
He said, pray that the Holy Spirit will give me the ideas, that he will inspire me inwardly with the things I need to say. The Holy Spirit does that when we speak with tongues. I can hear those words in my spirit. I pray them out loud, and I pray them sometimes quietly when I am with other people. But I can hear those words in my spirit. They do not have to be emotional. They do not have to be yelled. They do not have to be prayed with great emotion. They are independent of emotion. Unfortunately, a lot of people tie them to emotion. In fact, when we pray like this, we are praying with an amazing accuracy, an amazing heart for God because the Holy Spirit is inspiring us to pray exactly what we need at that time. And so it's an amazing way to pray. I hope you will lose your fears of praying with other tongues. See you tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.